Hello everyone, this is Bhupender Singh and I hope you are all doing well. I'm simply blissed out as I bring a series of these podcasts which are actually my live conversations on Wisdom app. I wanted to pass on the learnings the coming together of beautiful minds with different backgrounds, with different experiences from different parts of the world. If you are seeking happiness, if you are seeking to add value to your life and also in the community you live in and also to this world, you have come to the right place. You don't want to miss series of these podcasts. They are golden nuggets in here. Nuggets of wisdom. Enjoy this episode and don't forget to listen to other episodes. Happy listening. Hello everyone, this is uh, Bhupender and I'm here with a talk that I've titled The Creator and the Creation and my intent here is to explore the relationship with of a relationship between the Creator and the Creation and this relationship has really fascinated me since I was growing up. Um, it's, it's being curious. It's, it's trying to understand this amazing, amazing universe um, we are in and looking at the diversity in terms of how we humans are, not only physically, but also in terms of our, of our thoughts, and so much diversity in nature also. So many different kind of trees and everything. It's, it's a most amazing phenomenon if we were to ever just sit down and watch this universe. Look at the sky, the stars, the moon, the sun, the oceans, our planet Earth. It is essentially an empty space that is spinning around its own axes. Then it's also is in an orbit around the sun. And then this whole Milky Way is moving through this universe. Isn't this amazing? Isn't this fascinating? And I'm this little guy on the face of planet Earth, just having a great time. And in this context, I might be physically less than a tiny bit of ant in this universe that still might be big. And I just wonder when I look at the sky, Look at myself, look at people 
is just magical. And the question arises, how big is the universe? Is there an end to this universe? When did the universe begin? This creation begin? What was there before this universe as this in this physical form existed? Where did it come? Where did this universe come from? And it really takes the innocence of a child to imagine. Our own intelligence becomes a roadblock. We are not amused by this extraordinary creation. And I can only imagine how fascinating, how marvelous that creative force or the Creator is. And that's what really sort of inspired me or motivated me to dig in to understand this world, this universe we live in. And then the next question is, what's the point of knowing this? What's the practicality of understanding this marvelous phenomenon of existence? Life goes on. Either you understand this or you don't understand this. Life doesn't, sp- uh, uh, life doesn't stop. I still have to go to work. I still have to raise children. I still have to go shopping and all that. What would change if someone was to understand this whole phenomenon? It will be a huge difference. The difference is, if we understand something through experiential wisdom, there is clarity. It's like playing, say, soccer. In first instance, without understanding the rules of the games. And then the second scenario is playing the same game of soccer. And before playing the game, understanding the rules of the games. Now you can imagine one person playing the game of soccer without knowing the rules. And the second one understands and knows the rules. It'll be totally different. The one who does not understand the game, the rules of the game, will be shown maybe a yellow or a red card, means fouls, doing something what he or she is not supposed to do. Whereas the second one knows exactly what he's supposed to do or she is supposed to do, to score a goal, to play as a team. But at the end of the day, still understand this is simply a game. Playing the game is more important. Playing it, playing it right is more important than winning or losing. So our existence in this universe is very similar. 
we need to understand this first. Otherwise, those red cards, the yellow cards, is the suffering, is the pain. And when we understand the relationship and the nature of our existence, then we are like that second player who knows what is the point of playing. It is simply playing, period. No winning, no losing here. And once we know, it's not about winning or losing. It's not about being better than someone else. It's just being at our best in this moment. But, but if we don't understand the game, we might think we are being our best in this moment. But then right away something happens and we fall off of our own pedestal. We feel the pain. So this is the context of understanding the relationship between the creator and the creation. And I'm going to point two words I will be using during this. Hopefully this will turn into a dialogue. I will get some guests. First word is understanding or knowing. The second is realization. So understanding could be collective, whereas realization is personal. For example, to play the game of soccer, I read the rules. Means I understand the rules. And then to actually play the games and abide by the rules, I am embodiment of those rules. I'm playing well. I have realized instead of understanding. So understanding the universe, understanding the nature of our existence, understanding the rules of engagement is first step. The second one is realizing the true nature of our existence means becoming embodiment and actually the qualities of what we call oneness. I'm jumping ahead here, <laughs> uh, dropping a clue here. The qualities of the oneness are manifested through us. In other words, the qualities of the Creator start manifesting through us as the creation. The qualities of one, oneness. So here is where I'm going to start off. I was just on Daniel's uh, daily show and that was actually a warm-up where 
I use an example to illustrate the relationship between the creation and the creator. And there is scientific evidence also. We all know about the Big Bang Theory. But if you've been following on Higgs bosons, particle theory, I, I, don't, I don't think it's called particle theory. They actually came up with something called God's particle. And this research really fascinated me. What they were trying to understand was what existed before the Big Bang. Big Bang is when the universe, as we see in the physical form, came into existence. And their quest was to understand what was there before the Big Bang. And it was a very interesting finding. In fact, they got a Nobel Prize. They spent about 50 years um, where they built a tunnel somewhere in Europe and they were trying to bombard particles and see what what happens as as they were trying to do that to replicate what could have happened, what was there before Big Bang. And interestingly enough, when these particles, this physical form, they were bombarded, they, they were fused. What came out was nothing. They disappeared. And that's very interesting. And based on that, the Higgs bosons um, experiment concluded that prior to that, this whole universe or the existence was simply an energy field an infinite energy field, complete in itself. That's the creator, formless, limitless, without a beginning or without an end. And here we need to understand, and, and you can go watch on YouTube, I, I found it very fascinating when they were describing that nothing. So nothing, if you take literally, it has a different meaning versus understanding nothing in context of Higgs boson theory. And I use the example of, say, if I enter a room and there's no one else in the room, when I enter the room, what do I say? Oh, there's nobody in the room. But I am in the room. But why I say nobody? Because there's only one. So that one energy field is called nothing. And the way they explained it is, if there's an energy field and every particle is at the same frequency, now you cannot differentiate particle A from particle B. It doesn't mean it is empty space. In fact, it is everything. So that nothing is an energy field where every particle is at the same frequency.
and from this nothing will emerge everything. So as this Higgs boson's experiment explained, they said the energy field by itself, let's call it that creator by itself, one of the particles moved and one when one particle moved means it start, started vibrating at a different frequency. So this energy field is a space that still exists today in which we are. What you see around you is not an empty space and there is scientific evidence that speaks to it. But we are not able to tap into this infinite energy field based on our intelligence or the intelligence that science has. So that field, there was a disturbance in the field where the disturbance came from. It has to come from within that one creator, from within that field. And then Big Bang happened. Once the Big Bang happened, that energy field manifested itself as this physical universe. So here's your creation. And then after the Big Bang, sorry, first off, that infinite energy field, that nothing that contained everything manifested itself in the physical form, which is the creation. And where was this creation before it came in the physical form? It was actually the creator. So the creator manifested itself as the creation. And where did this creation happen? It happened within the creator. It's not outside. It's inside. And the physical form itself is the formless creator that manifested itself as a creation. Of course, there's evolution, but that will be another topic. It means all of us were born. Our form could have been different at the same time. So we have been here since whenever the beginning of this universe happened, but we, as the creation, are evolving as a physical form. And Darwin's theory does explain that. Our human bodies did not start off like this. They, our physical bodies of humans did evolve over time. The creator is not changing. This space doesn't change. But what is inside the space, the creation is constantly changing. It is transforming. So the creation is inside the creator. But if you look inside the creation, 
the Creator is there also. And I will dive into that. And this point, I'm going to use a visual model so it's easier to understand because there are certain things that that are hard to capture in words, but they're better understood visually. So that infinite energy field, which is nothing, manifested itself as this physical universe. So think of an infinite ocean. And in that ocean, there's a fish named Bhupender. And where did this fish come from? The fish called Bhupender is the creation or one little tiny part of the creation. So as I said earlier, the creation is manifestation of the Creator. Means they are not two. The Creator is formless, but the creation has a form. The formless creation manifested itself. Sorry, the formless Creator manifested itself as the creation with a form. So the water manifested itself as the fish. And where is the fish now? It is inside the water. Can this fish leave the water? No. Can the fish survive without the water? The answer is no. So if this fish thinks there is no ocean, what does it mean? It has not explored. I, Bhupinder, is part of the creation. I am inside the Creator. And I am, as this physical body and the mind, is the creation, Creator manifesting itself in this form. And the other aspect is the fish is in the water. The fish is actually the water, but in the form of a fish. And inside the fish is also water. So the Creator supports the creation from inside and outside. Another example to understand this is a balloon. When we, when we inflate the balloon, there is air inside the balloon and there is air outside the balloon. Now imagine if there was no air inside the balloon, it would collapse. This life force inside us. Let me uh, uh, direct your attention towards that life force. So the creation is the formless, infinite intelligence that has manifested itself as the creation. And 
the creator is inside and also outside the creation outside the physical form and also inside the physical form and this infinite energy field is known by different names one of them is consciousness this empty space is not empty go google and science talks about it in fact when i googled i found out the physical part of the universe is like point i don't know there were eight zeros like two percent point zero 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 two percent the rest is this empty space rest is that same space which is infinite energy field some people call it consciousness let this sink in for a moment let this sink in and for a moment try to experience how you feel the feeling I get is that of one it is one creator that has manifested itself in many different forms now the question is about realization so that's personal but even this understanding call it conceptual call it a theory you could experiment with it memorizing this will not serve in fact the mind will reject it outright because that one is consciousness beyond the understanding of the mind and it has been described using words in different fashions even though i'm describing it i'm not saying my description is complete it cannot be complete a fish cannot know the ocean but the fish can become the ocean which is also called self-realization means i have found my essence and what is nothing what is empty space what is limitless cannot be described it's very interesting what i'm saying here even though i'm trying i'm describing something but i'm saying it cannot be described why it is why it cannot be described because realization as i used the word earlier is different than understanding understanding can be borrowed realization cannot be borrowed borrowing realization is like i could breathe for you or i could digest your food that you just ate i cannot do that i cannot think for someone else realization is the same 
we cannot give self-realization to someone. This self-realization is wisdom. It cannot be given from one person to the next one. And there is a very good reason for that. Because you already have it. The fish is actually the ocean. How can one fish give the ocean to the other fish? Realization cannot be given for this reason. It's already there. The fish has to wake up, means has to go inwards, reverse engineer this. So what I shared in the first 10-15 minutes, I call it the top-down model. The beginning and where we are today. And this is a detailed subject. There are bound to be questions. Because what I describe is just scratching the surface at a very, very high level. You can talk about this forever. But keep in mind, my intent here is not to tell you, but make you curious, make you question, to do what we're meant to do here, to understand, and then to realize the true nature of our existence. So if we all came at the same time, we are part of the physical universe. At the point of the Big Bang, and we will exist for as long as this universe is. Now you tell me, what is the meaning of life and death, of birth and death? The Creator manifested itself as a creation and will remain in that form for a certain duration, then it will transform back into a different form or those who are self-realized, they transform back into this energy field, into consciousness and they become one or they realize one. And the realization of one doesn't mean they don't, will cease to exist in this physical body. Means they will understand the nature of their existence. For example, Buddha. So, I hope uh, you know that the turning point for him, which is called self-realization, is called Nirvana. There's a reason I use the word Nirvana. So you can relate that to the create uh, to the to the creation that is Buddha realizing the true nature of his existence, which is not separate from the creator, but he's still in the physical body. But he has journeyed back and has become self-realized. 
and near varna means near means without varna means thought thought in this case is the mind in mind care is the thought that are limited why limited the mind knows about the physical body and what it can see through the physical body which is this world the physical world which is impermanent what is permanent that ocean that field of infinite energy that consciousness so in that moment buddha has totally gone beyond his mind and he realized it's not that he didn't speak after that he spent many decades sharing sharing his self realization it doesn't mean that person will stop talking the person will share and become an inspiration or a guiding light for others it is nothing to do with religion is simply trying to understand the true nature of my existence it is about understanding or realizing who am i and until we don't understand the relationship between the creator and the creation we become attached to what is impermanent this physical form and the mind mind as thought and let's use few other examples to further expand or dive a little bit into the creator the creation and how these two are inseparable oh i want to point something out so this fish is never ever separated from the ocean the fish is always inside the ocean but the fish can assume that the ocean is somewhere else and i am here there's not nobody can stop someone's imagination and now the fish is looking for the ocean it is like a, a deer looking or trying to find the fragrance of the musk that is inside it means we as the creation are looking for the creator and to simplify creator means one one means i'm finding my source the source of my existence the source of my happiness the source of my joy the source of my peace and inner power that is within me that inner power is simply that infinite intelligence you can try this on your own uh, a little experiment and it always helps when you 
close your eyes when you're self-reflecting and for a moment think the food you had for uh, lunch or dinner today did you digest the food you were sitting down and saying oh my food should digest now it's been digested it is happening no it's happening by itself that intelligence in every cell of your body is working and that food is being converted or transformed into blood into flesh and it's the same food if it's put in a human body versus a dog's body that intelligence knows which is within us what this food should be transformed into reflect reflect on this that is life the life force the air i breathe even when i go to sleep at night time oxygen is extracted from this air i breathe and it is going into my blood my heart's beating even when i'm sleeping blood is circulating food is being digested when i wake up in the morning my body's energized so that intelligence in every cell of my body is doing its work so we are as humans or human body is in that and that is also in our physical body inside and outside is the same in fact this physical body is also that is also that manifesting in time and space and let this sink in for a moment and sense how you feel that oneness we talk of and this is the point i'm driving home here oneness we are all one but we appear to be different and the creation is never separated from the creator why because they both are one the essence of the holy universe the origin of holy universe is one energy field that one nothing that one creator in fact that creator has manifested itself as the creation but this notion of that i exist as a separate entity is called ego but when the ego dissolves what remains one that's the realization which is our inner power that is 
when we as this limited entity becomes limitless. That is when we overcome the fear of death, the death or the demise of this physical body. That is when we actually start living. Fear is death. Not of the physical body, but living in fear is death. And for a lot of people, this fear or passing away of the physical body becomes a driver where we say, life is short. Let's have fun. Then we go to the extremes. Extremes of accumulating things that going to extremes to accumulate things is called greed. Where does that come from? That comes from lack of self-realization, lack of understanding the true nature of my existence. Lack of awareness that the creator and creation are never separated. This lack also, uh, this lack is a lack itself, means we move away from abundance. So driven by fear, we start doing a lot of things. Whereas, if I understand this game, then I know as this physical body, I'm here for a certain duration. This physical body is a miracle. This universe is a miracle. And to be a witness to this miracle that is already happening is a meditative state. Meditative state means a state of peace, of joy, of abundance. And now, I will spend time in this physical body, not driven by fear, but from a place of a miracle, from a place of being a witness to the miracle, from a place of abundance, from a place of service. Otherwise, there is always this feeling of being less or more than someone else. That fear of time is too short. I want to do this, 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 and we are rushing, we are running. And that is called stress. So I hope you can see the difference between playing this game by understanding this versus playing it without understanding this game and these fouls in form of these yellow cards and red cards shown to us represent the pain and the suffering, the fear, the worry, the stress and so on.
So the key takeaway here is the creator and the creation are inseparable. The creator has manifested itself as the creation. And this concept of I am doing this is the falsified self which is called the ego. And when this I, this ego dissolves in self-realization, life actually begins. Means from a place of a doer, we become a being, a real human being. Being means I am in this moment present. Means I am not worried about the future. I'm not dwelling in what has already transpired, which is the past. But that means I'm detached from my own expectations. What being in present means or being means? I have forgiven myself. And also accepting myself as I am. And also accepting others as they are. Because why? I'm looking at this world. Different situations, different people, through the eyes of oneness. Through the self-realization of one. End of the day, it is a game, just like playing soccer. It is not really about winning or losing, because everything remains here. Nobody takes anything from here. Nothing really belongs to me. It has been provided to me. By who? By the Creator. And who's the rightful owner? The Creator. It's very similar to checking into a hotel. When we check into the hotel, we know nothing in this place belongs to us. And when we check out, we don't say, oh, that was a comfiest bed. Can I take that with me? No, we don't. In the same fashion, when we are in this physical universe, all these amenities, all these comforts are for us. The Creator is actually serving its serving own creation. So we are here, we have checked in here, and we're going to check out. But we have to remain detached, just like we remain detached to everything that's in the hotel. And we enjoy. It's, that's called vacation. Oh, I had a good time. 
The reason we're not having a good time, our possessions are possessing us. And this is because we don't understand or we have not realized who we are. We don't understand the relationship between the Creator and the creation. And for me, I found my life purpose, or I found the purpose of my life. It's very simple. Self-realization. There was a point where I have a couple of degrees and I wanted to do PhD and a few other things, and then I said, what else I could do? What I could be doing? And that's where self-realization or finding out who am I became my prime desire. Why living in this world, doing everything that I was doing before to earn a paycheck and have all the relationships, be responsible, be accountable. But this became my real quest even now when I speak. So as I use the two words, understanding slash self-realization, it is a mix of both. What I share with you, some of this I understand. But a good part of this is my own experience, experiential wisdom. And I keep hammering this point about self-realization versus understanding. Because in today's world, excuse me, we have a lot of resources of information. There's abundance of information. But there's a gap in what we speak of versus our actions. And the reason is we have not given birth to the wisdom from within us. It is mostly borrowed information. I'm not saying there's anything wrong in sharing borrowed information or passing that on on social media to others. But we have to do it very mindfully. Mindfully. We cannot claim the information we share to be ours. If we do, then we have stopped growing the inner growth we talked about. The growth towards realizing who we are. So do share, but share it mindfully. Share it honestly. Because at times, people start holding you to what you're saying, what you're sharing. And then when you don't live up to that, they will have their opinion about you. Not that you need to control that, but for your own goodness, let's be very mindful when we share. Let's be very careful the difference between understanding and self-realization. So even when 
I hear of this wisdom. I'm going to call this call this wisdom after self-realization means the information about the true nature of my existence in this case. I'm calling it wisdom. So when I so, uh, when I hear someone share wisdom with me, it is like someone is describing fragrance of a flower. And do you think I can inhale the fragrance of the flower when someone describes it? No. It serves the purpose of inspiration. It is up to me what I do with those words of inspiration. So we all have a choice. If you're really looking to add value to our life, if you're really looking to live a meaningful life, a purposeful life, make a difference in this world, first we have to make a difference inside ourselves. The charity begins at home. So fragrance of a flower cannot be described in words. It cannot be given from person A to person B, but it can serve the purpose of inspiration. So when I read any book or words of any masters, initially I got frustrated. Let me tell you why. I'm like, if this author or this realized person could say all these things, why can't I say these things? And that become my driving force. I want that. I want that clarity. I want that wisdom. And we all deserve it. We all are worthy of it. We all have the same potential but we have to make a commitment to get up and find that garden and find that flower and inhale that fragrance, the fragrance of self-realization. That garden is within us. That creator is within us. Become a witness to it, not to your thoughts. Because a lot of us do witness our thoughts, yes, it helps greatly. What I'm saying is going beyond the thoughts. Watching, even watching, when I say watching, it's not with the eyes. It's more of reflecting, thinking on your own. What's happening in my body right now? How is this happening? Simple questions. Questions that come from a place of innocence, not from a place of intelligence, the quiet intelligence. That will shoot it down right away. That will give a very logical answers. And this quest in itself is beyond, beyond the logic. We have to drop the logic. We have to drop what we have learned already. And that is why I say what I have learned 
is actually someone else's realization. It's not my realization. I have not inhaled the fragrance of the flower of self-realization. And that garden is within me. I have to go inwards. I have to go inwards by turning my attention inwards. By becoming an observer or a witness to this miracle. And that's a state, meditative state. So meditation is more of a way of life. It's not a one-time thing in this context. Again, we have to be very careful with the words. So when I'm using these words, it's in context of today's conversation, in, in context of today's dialogue. So meditation is simply a state of being, state of being a witness to the miracle that is happening inside us, all around us. It's a place of joy. So hope, today's conversation raised questions, made you curious. I'm not trying to answer anything here because you have to find your own answers but you can use this information as reference and once you start doing this once you start digging you won't be able to stop right now we as mind we are stuck in petty things losses and gains who's better than me who's worse than me it will turn your attention away from these things and bring your attention to the miracle that is happening right now. So it's a twofold benefit. <clears throat> First off, you'll be free of pain that comes from limited beliefs. And at the same time, you're moving in the direction of self-realization. And let me elaborate on this a little bit. You know how we hear that desires are a cause of our suffering? So I'm going to say, yeah, have a desire. But instead of desiring what is impermanent, this world, have a desire of what is formless. Have a desire of the Creator. And turn that into one supreme desire. Means turn you all of your attention towards this one supreme desire. And what's going to happen in that moment is even this intention will take care of the pain. Why? Here's an example. Supposing there is a nail in uh, a wooden block with a sharp side up. And I put my thumb on the sharp nail. And 
I ask you, can you help me to relieve my pain? Very simple. You ask the bupender, take off your thumb off the nail. Do you feel pain? The answer is no. So that thumb is our focused attention. And that nail is a thought associated with a bad memory. So the nail is an experience, not so good experience. And that thumb is our focus attention. So what I'm saying here is, move that thumb, move that focus attention to the creator, to the magic, to the miracle that you are, that is happening in you, outside of you, everywhere. And what's going to happen in that moment? When the thumb is off the nail, the pain is gone right away. Even now, if depending how carefully you were listening and for how long you were listening, I'm not talking about my personal life. I'm not talking about your personal life. I'm not talking about the creation. I'm talking about the creator. Or at least by talking to you, I'm giving you the opportunity to turn your attention towards the creator. And if you are able to do that, you should have experienced all your pains have disappeared. Even though it could be momentarily, in fact, this is a guided meditation. But here, it's not about imagining something within the realm of mind. Most guided meditations still keep you within the realm of mind. They have a purpose. They are meaningful. But this is a guided meditation with a greater purpose. If you want permanent relief from pain and suffering, and you are able to turn your attention and be in this meditative state, you will live a pain-free life. It doesn't mean that you will not have to deal with adversities of life, but your way of dealing will be totally different than someone who has not realized the true nature of their existence. Adversities will be there. Losses will be there, but you will deal with the losses very, very differently because you will know how to handle your own thoughts. You will know how to handle your own mind and your mind will actually serve you. Serve you by carrying thoughts of highest value. 
highest value, thoughts of joy. Thoughts that will keep you detached from your possessions. Thoughts that will not be of greed. Thoughts that will not be of jealousy. You will be the master of your mind. See so many benefits from something very simple that does not require any special place, any special ritual. You already have everything you need to do what? Healing. This is actually healing. Healing from past, healing from anticipation of the future. Because if you want to be in this meditative state, if we originated from one creator, our destiny is also same. Realizing the true nature of our existence. That is our destiny. Everything that happens in between are simply milestones. Everything in between means we face different situations, different people, we have different titles, we have different amounts of money, physically we look different from each other, our nationalities could be different, our ethnicity could be different. Yeah, that's the very nature of the creation. It's diverse and multiplies. And we won't be attached to what is constantly changing. We'll be moving through this ups and downs of our daily life because we are focused on something greater. And I can testify to that. Uh, the degree of that illumination could be different. And that keeps me going every day. Because I am no my mission here. And that's actually the reason why I'm here on the Wisdom app. It's not about how many people are listening. It's about who is actually able to become curious. Who is actually able to transform the multiple desires of what is impermanent into something which is permanent. It's definitely a choice. We all are free to choose. It's not about what is right or what is wrong. But every choice has a consequence. And that consequence we live with as this creation. So we are making choices every moment. Even when we don't make a choice as we say, I didn't choose it. I didn't make a decision, but that indecision in itself is a decision. So we, we, we are making decisions consciously or subconsciously. So again, 
exploring or discovering who we are. And I say for me, self-realization is my God. So with that, I'm going to close this talk. And if there's anyone before I close this talk wants to jump in and share their insights, any questions, or their thoughts, you're more than welcome. And I do see quite a few of you, at least uh, if you're not in the room, you were there at one point. So let me know if you like to jump in. If not, I'm just going to conclude uh, today's talk. Um, it was more of a talk or a dialogue. But hopefully this uh, made you curious, raised some questions within your own mind. And thank you for, uh, for this uh, opportunity um, whereby you listen. And you can always connect with me on social media. I do have uh, quite a few podcasts there where the subject doesn't change, which is self-inquiry, self-realization, living a life of purpose, um, contributing meaningfully to this world. So take care. Until next time, uh, see you soon. Bye.